Welcome to Training for Manhood, an ongoing exploration and adventure intended to be fast, fun, and formative for guys who desire to be the best men they can. Young or old, there are always areas for improvement, growth, and maturity. We hope you'll pay attention and put into practice the useful advice you hear on this podcast. But remember, the goal isn't just to listen, but to do what you learn. Welcome to Training for Manhood. All right, welcome back to Training for Manhood. This is Dan Panetti. I've got two young guys with me today talking about a very uh, important subject. So if you read the title, um, you're thinking, well, man, what are they going to talk about? Um, and I hopefully it's going to be a good conversation. I've got uh, my son, Parker Panetti, with me here. Parker, welcome. Yes, glad to be here. Yes. And then uh, Parker and uh, Nate were fraternity brothers together, uh, Pikes at the University of Arkansas. Uh, so Nathan Litweiler is with us. It's an honor to be here, Dan. Thank All you right. Nate, very good. So we want to talk about um, this concept of men think before they drink. Um, and uh, the reason that we didn't have it as men don't drink uh, is because I don't think that there um, is a, a solid biblical argument that says that drinking uh, is a sin um, and that drinking is always bad. Um, but I think the concept that drunkenness is a sin is something that we can throw out there and start with. Uh, and maybe a lot of people haven't really even explored that concept yet. But um, where would you guys start in the conversation if you wanted to talk to a young guy uh, just about um, the idea of you need to think before you drink, where would you guys start that conversation with another friend of yours or, or a buddy? Uh, yeah, so Nathan and I both at fraternity at Arkansas. Um, alcohol, um, unfortunately, really isn't a question um, for most people. It's something that kind of just happens. Um, so there's never a thought um, except of when is the next time I'm going to drink. Um, so a conversation starter for for me and for Nathan that we've gotten to have is, is why do we do what we do? Exactly. That's yeah. a great, that's a great thing to, to start with the idea as I think a lot of people don't even ask the question. Um, maybe, and we were talking about this before, maybe the question of, um, should you drink before you're 21 is maybe the only question that people are kind of asking. Uh, they're having that particular, you know, dialogue. And, um, obviously a lot of people, um, you know, whether they ask and answer the question, they, they actually start drinking before the age of 21 when it becomes legal. But that's kind of the only question I've ever heard people really ask. So you're saying, right, that maybe we should even ask the question of, should you drink at all? Right. What's the benefit of it? Right. So have you had that conversation with people and how has that gone? Um, yes, most of the conversations are questioning why I don't, uh, which is a good start. Okay. Um, but it's easy to reverse back to them and ask them why they do. Yeah. Um, I think, um, the ability to ask why we don't do things is one, um, but then the ability to process and say, Hey, why do we do things? And so, um, most people don't have a great response, at least under the age of 21 yeah. of why they do drink. And then most people don't do it responsibly anyway. So that's probably not even in the picture. Yeah. Um, at least under the age of 21. Yeah. So that's a good question. Nate, what about you? Yeah. And then kind of coming from Arkansas, I mean, you, when Parker and I went to fraternity together. And so, you know, as you'd imagine, there's, there's a lot of alcohol, a lot of alcohol on the campus, a lot of alcohol in the fraternity house. Mm -hmm. um, and all these guys are 17, 18 years old. Um, so I'm coming out of high school and kind of just thought of training for manhood. It's like, you know, I kind of think about they're coming out of high school and they probably haven't had this thought of, you know, am I going to do this? This is going to be something I'm going to do. And what are the principles behind that? And, you know, I think they're kind of, they're training for, we're always training for something, right? And obviously this podcast, we're, we're trying to train for godliness. And I think coming out of high school, 
um, these guys will come in and, and these, these decisions they're making are, are to please other guys or to how do I fit in? How am I going to, you know, be a part of something and how am I going to um, just do whatever I mean, honestly, it's what everyone else is doing. Yeah. And so I think they're training for, you know, um, being, I guess, followers of the world. They're training sure. for um, the path of least yeah, resistance. Exactly. The, path, the path of least resistance. And I, and I think at 17 years old, we start training for that. Even kind of part of my test. I mean, that was something that um, at 17 years old, you know, I started drinking. And, you know, the, the decisions that, that you make because of that at 17 years old, you know, by the time you're 21, 22, I see the guys, you know, they're making the same decisions that they started at that point. And so, you know, I think it's, it's really scary to see these young kids coming in, you know, Parker and I in college, um, and just the thought process of, you know, why they're doing it and why they're not. Yeah. You know, there's no biblical, obviously, foundation principle under that. So I have, I used to talk to our, um, our seniors about the issue of alcohol, and I always used to say, if somebody can give me a good reason to drink, right? There's just, you know, we're, we're seniors in high school, you're about ready to graduate, you're going to go into a college campus, the, the kids kind of look at you like, uh, we're not going to drink, Mr. Panetti. I'm like, okay, good, yeah, right. <laughs> so I, I know most of you are probably going to go drink, but I just want you to think about it. I was like, can anybody good, give me a good reason to drink? And I remember one student um, was brave enough to actually raise their hand and give me a good reason. Here's what he said. He said, Mr. Panetti, honestly, I don't like who I am. Alcohol allows me to be somebody different. And I thought, wow, like, okay, one, that's a, it's a good reason in a sense, like to drink, but it's a terrible reason to drink. Like, I mean, that's a, that's a terrible admission, right? The idea is I don't like myself, but when I go to a party and I, I can drink and I can loosen up and I can, right. All of a sudden I'm, I'm a different person. And I thought to myself, think about what you're saying though, right? Is I like the person I am under the influence of alcohol. Well, but what do you, what do you do then when other people like that person as well? Right. Hey, you know, Nate's got a great sense of humor when he's drunk. Well, what about when he's not? What kind of guy is he? I mean, are you just going to be drinking the, the whole time or right? Or do you need to work on the idea of, hey, you need to learn to like who you are without alcohol? Because I don't think alcohol, in a sense, like enhances the good qualities of a person. I think they they bring out other qualities that that person may or may not have. But that's not really a true testament to who you are and who your character is and so I just thought that was an interesting response and a, a pretty honest response was just that idea of I don't I don't really like who I am but alcohol in a sense kind of allows me to be somebody different right so do you guys see that right when you're in college campus yeah I think alcohol especially the four years at college um, going with this podcast I think is a delay of manhood um, because uh, most people that we talk to um, talk about changing maybe a habit or changing drunkenness once they get to manhood. Yeah. Um, so once I you know have a job, I'm not going to obviously drink as much. Or once I have a family, a wife and kids and do those things. And it's this pushing off of responsibility, right. um, which drunkenness naturally does that as it shifts um, responsibility, at least in your mind, um, off of you. Um, but as you can tell time and time again with stories that it it doesn't shift responsibility. It just shifts your idea of responsibility. Okay. So one of the other things, um, when scripture talks about everything is permissible, but not everything is beneficial. Uh, I think that's one of the, the questions um, that I often get asked um, because, you know, I, I don't drink alcohol, never have. Um, and people would, would, you know, would always ask that question. It's like, you know, why don't you drink? And I think, you know, Parker, your response of why do you drink is such a good, you know, counter to that. Cause I don't think people really have a, a thoughtful reasoning um, but my concept is always that why don't I drink is I've never seen alcohol benefit somebody, 
right? I, I, I just haven't seen that concept of, well, you know, there's a guy and, you know, he's drinking and he's a better person because of it. Um, I just remember when I was uh, young, I grew up in Wisconsin and, you know, a lot of people drank at a very young age in Wisconsin. Just, you know, it's like, you, you know, you're drinking water or beer, right? That's, <laughs> that's about your only two choices. Um, I just remember in ninth grade, um, there was a girl who got drunk at a party one weekend. They literally had to pump her stomach, right? She almost died. I mean, then the next weekend I hear, you know, she's back at a party again. And I'm like, holy smokes, like it was died. <laughs> like, is there, is there not some concept of just saying, maybe this isn't beneficial for me. Maybe I can't have, right. And I know drunkenness is a whole nother concept, but even the idea of just, you know, you can't get drunk if you don't drink at all. That, that just makes sense to me. Um, but I, I haven't seen a whole lot of people who just say, you know, alcohol, um, makes me a better person, you know, in these particular areas, right? But when I drink, um, you know, I make better decisions or when I drink, I do this better when I, you know, I just, I'm kind of wondering where the, where the benefit is of it. And I see so many detriments to it. So, you know, when Nate, you said that before you started, you know, drinking, right. And then now you're at a point where you don't drink anymore. So what was the, what was the shift for you in your decision-making process? I mean, kind of just like you're talking about, Dan, just, I mean, I'm thinking of, you know, I never made a great wise decision under the influence of alcohol. Yeah, you know, exactly. I can think yeah. of so many things, yeah. you know, obviously God has redeemed me from, but it was through, through alcohol and through being under the influence that it's like, man, that's, you know, that's because of that influence I had, you know, because ultimately alcohol is a drug. And I think when we put that in our body, it's going to influence our mind, our decision, our, in our thoughts. And, you know, just kind of going back to my testimony, like you're, like you're talking about, you know, I, I just didn't make those decisions. That's, that's not honoring to Christ, you know, Colossians three seventeen. whatever we're doing, um, we're doing it for the glory of God. We're doing it to honor him. And so, um, just the reason why, you know, I've chosen not to is, is I've known, you know, what that's like to be under the influence. And I've seen that life. I've seen, you know, what that does for me. And that's not honoring to the Lord in my life. And so um, God has used that um, in mighty ways at the, at, in college. Just being able to talk with guys, you know, hey, I've done that. I know what that's like. I know yep. what it's like yep. to, to be pressured, to be, you know, you walk in a room, hey, you know, shotgun this, hey, drink this. Um, and I've seen that. I've done that. And I've been there. And, and just I love the, the thought of, you know, Jesus comes and we may have life and have it abundantly. And it's like, and we're, we're, we're chasing after him and we're pursuing him. Um, ultimately, I've, I've tasted both and it's like no comparison at all. And so for me, that was a huge um, just decision for me to make of how can I ultimately honor, honor the Lord uh, in all I do. Yeah, I think one of the other things is scripture often uses the phrase be sober minded. Um, and it, it gives you that concept that um, because the decisions that you have to make are so important mm -hmm. um, that you really need to be able to think through these things. And you don't want anything to impair your decision-making process. In a sense, we're, we're already fallen because of sin. Mm -hmm. um, so our decision-making <laughs> process is already flawed. Yeah. Um, but I don't need anything to make it worse for me. And so one of the things I was just thinking from a from a guy's standpoint, especially if we're talking to young guys who, you know, you guys are on a college campus. Well, Nate, you just graduated. So, you know, Parker, you're about to finish up. But if you guys are on a college campus and there's alcohol that's introduced into um, the concept, right, the equation, um, I just think from a guy's standpoint, how can you protect uh, the integrity of your own decisions and the integrity of the people that you're around? So let's say, you know, you're at a party and there's, you know, guys and girls there and, and you're kind of like, you know, I, I want to meet a young lady, right? If, if you're adding alcohol to the equation, how do you protect the integrity of that particular relationship um, and the decisions that you're going to make, right? If you're if you're already saying, "Hey, I'm impaired in my decision making process," and I think that's just as a, as a man, right? You're responsible to 
um, to put your best foot forward, right, and say, hey, listen, I'm going to not drink. I know, you know, Parker, we used to laugh about the idea where, um, you know, for, for his fraternity, he had to pick up people, right? And he, he was the guy who didn't drink. And so it's kind of like, you know, for parties and things like that, you're like, oh, you can't drink. It's like, well, he doesn't drink anyway, right? So it, it's perfectly fine for him to drive his vehicle when everybody else is drinking because he doesn't drink, right? But that's the same thing as, you know, if you're going to meet somebody, right? I'm not drinking, so I'm, I'm going to make the best decisions that I can make because I don't have anything that impairs my decision-making ability. Does that make sense? Yeah, I would say a great piece of advice I learned uh, last summer, I think, was don't plan to accidentally fail. Uh, <laughs> say it again. <laughs> yeah, I'll repeat that. So it's don't plan to accidentally fail. Yeah. Um, Oops, what happened? Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, not sure, but... Yeah. So I think with protection, um, simply, you know, Nathan, I've gotten to see just of oneself, mm-hmm. um, guys that are under the influence of alcohol tend to do stupid stuff <laughs> and, and we've seen guys get injured before and it's like you probably wouldn't have jumped off that ledge if you were completely sober-minded or uh yeah, in a more important no, sense right but a more yeah. important sense is um so you know, some of the best videos that we watched, oh the best right? videos are for <laughs> sure from that but we see like you know if you have you know, a date to a function yeah. or any sort of thing like that there's a party it's like your job is to not only protect yourself right but it's um, is who God has given us to protect, and that's women. And so it's like if you are going to add alcohol to the equation, don't be shocked when you mess up big time. And yeah. we've seen that a lot with, um, you see that a lot with Greek life, with training with guys in particular who made a mistake mistreating a girl. And the question comes into is like, oh, was there alcohol involved? And when there is, it's just one of those things. It's hard to prove against okay. that. So that, that's a great question. Um, when I was at Indiana University, it was the uh, the third highest um, college with the third highest incidence of sexual assault on campus, right? And so, you know, very, very few times, you know, our girls walking around campus late at night, right? Um, I had a, um, a young lady ask me, you know, from the library, hey, will you walk me home at night? And, you know, I was like, yeah, you know, it's just, it's a, it's a very different concept for a young lady to be on a college campus because of the influence, right, of alcohol and people in the decision-making process and then, you know, sexual assault, rape. Um, I just remember sitting down with, with two young ladies about a year ago, and, and one of the things they asked me was, you know, why, why can't we have more uh, real-life conversations, you know, at the school that we're at? And I said, well, what do you, what do you want to talk about? Like, what's, you know, what's kind of the, the thing that, you know, you really need help with? And they said, what about protecting ourselves when we get to a college? They were both seniors. Protecting ourselves when we get to a college campus against sexual assault. And I was like, yeah, that's a, great, that's a great topic. We need to bring somebody in on that. I said, here's the thing, though. Um, do you want to talk about that decision um, if you've, if you've added, you know, alcohol to the equation, or if you haven't, meaning, right, from a from a girl's perspective, um, if I want to be protected from uh, sexual assault, uh, if I add alcohol into the equation, I think they're, you know, they're looking at me saying, hey, Mr. Panetti, right, I want to go to a party, I want to drink, and I want to be protected no matter what happens, even if I'm not, in, you know, responsible for my own faculties anymore, right? And I'm like, I don't know how you can do that. Right. As soon as you add alcohol into the equation, what are you supposed to do? Right. I mean, how are you supposed to judge whether that guy is going to protect you or that guy is going to take advantage of you? How do you make those decisions? And so it's, it's a very interesting thing. I'm like, you know, what I, from what I've read, as far as the studies are going, it's like, you know, 98 percent of all sexual assaults, you know, have alcohol included with them. So I'm like, you know, if, if you don't want to be sexually assaulted on a college campus, don't drink. And then you put yourself in that really minor, you know, 2% category all of a sudden. So that's, that's a, you know, concept from a man's perspective, 
right, is, you know, we talked about it from a girl's perspective, don't drink, but a guy's perspective, don't drink, and then you're not the one who's going to be uh, taking advantage of or abusing somebody else, right, when, you know, what you want is a, is a you know, honest, God-honoring relationship, you don't want alcohol to interfere with that decision-making process as you go through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think also the avoidance of sin should not be our striving goal. Okay. So, um, you know, avoiding the sin of mistreating a woman um, and not protecting her well or avoiding the sin of drunkenness um, shouldn't be the goal, right? As Nathan said, our, our goal is to glorify God. Right, the positive mm-hmm. as opposed to the negative. Right, it's yeah. like, but we're going to avoid sin by glorifying God. But at the same time, it's like, when does this become something that does glorify God? Mm-hmm. And it's like, I know plenty of people who can drink alcohol avoiding sin, right? And it's yeah. very few, but I know people who can do that, right. right? But it's like, at what point does it become a hassle to avoid sin so bad when you're also not, are you glorifying God at the same time? Right. So it's like, is that helping you? Like Hebrews 12 says, like, does that help you run? Right towards Christ is it is it not is it sin but is it a weight that's not helping you be at your best running at your best glorifying God um, to the best of your ability yeah Nate what else on that um, I'm just kind of thinking you know in this I, I remember back the first episode you're kind of talking about you know we've got 50 year old boy just because oh, you're yeah. you know you've reached this certain <laughs> age <laughs> you're not a man and so I mean I just got into the workforce and um, just kind of got my first job out of college and you know we have you know, work happy hours and things like that. And it's, you know, kind of that, that concept you're talking about, you know, we got guys 45, 50 years old. Yeah. Um, and it's like, I'm still seeing that same, like, you know, who you were in college, like that's the same, you know, you're acting the same way you are today. And, and I think of, you know, if we're, if we're truly training, you know, for godliness um, and, and just me kind of seeing, you know, okay, you're 45 years old and I like, you know, how, how are we still doing that? You know, and the part kind of talked about earlier of, you know, guys saying, hey, once I hit this age, I'm going to stop. You know, once I get married, once I have kids, you know, you know I'm really going to change. And I think um, I think the more you do that, the harder it is, right, to to change that and to, um, and to ultimately give that up. And so I'm, I'm just thinking of, you know, how are, you know, I'm a younger guy, you know, how are older guys kind of leading that? And uh, that's just kind of my thought of, you know, I'm joining into my first job and, and just seeing that there's guys 45, 50, you know, six years old, you know, it's that same, it's the same thing we're seeing in college, you yeah. know, and it's, it's sad to just see, you know, there's no growth, you know, spiritually, there's no growth at all. In yeah. And that, I mean, that's why I wanted to frame this as men think before they drink. Cause what I would love for, you know, a young guy out there um, who's listening to this is to, is to ask the question um, is, is alcohol going to benefit me? Right. And if the answer is yes, right. Then it's like, great. Add it, add it to your life. Right. I mean, just like, you know, some of the podcasts, where, you know, we've had about, you know, investments, right? Money. Right? Hey, save money. You know, you know, you know, let your money. OK, great. I mean, do those things. Right. And it's like if alcohol is going to be a benefit to the man that you want to become. Right. Let me know how right? I'd love to know how. But right. Then add it to your life. If it's not, I don't understand. Right. We, we have so much social pressure that people don't really think about just avoiding alcohol altogether. Um, but I think that needs to be part of the equation, right? Part of the question and discussion that people have and just say, if it doesn't benefit me, why do I need to, why do I need to drink? And I, I don't think, right. So this is one of the things, you know, uh, you know, I've, I've never had a sip of alcohol, but I, I really have not had a lot of conversations about alcohol in my life because I don't go around telling people that I don't drink. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I just don't, right. I don't find myself in a lot of places where there's alcohol being served either. Um, but if you're at a place and alcohol is being served, right. And I'm drinking a Coke, it's not a big deal. Right. It's, it's just 
You know, I got a Dr. Pepper, I'm good, right? I don't, I don't need alcohol. Uh, and then I think it, it helps you avoid a lot of other conversations and a lot of other decisions because you don't have alcohol as a part of it that a lot of other people have to kind of manage, right? And figure out, well, if I'm going to, you know, drink, I can't drive or I'm going to drink there. I mean, it's like, I don't have to, I don't have to worry about any of those things, right? So I think that's just part of the, the concept, right? Is, is, you know, it's not going to be um, a weight that gets added to my life that's going to pull me down. Um, it's not going to be something that's going to be an addiction, right? Because I don't even start it, right? It's not going to be something that leads to drunkenness and a sin because it's not even a part, right? And so I think that's, if you go through the, the decision-making process and you really think through it, you may come to a different conclusion than when a lot of other people who just kind of, they drink because everybody else does. So Parker, any last thoughts on it? Yeah, and I think... Um, for those of you who get to the answer of yes, it's beneficial. Mm -hmm. I think you have to ask the second question. Is it beneficial to others? Okay. Uh, because, okay. um, alcohol is, um, a sin that is, um, different in fact that it has a lot of weight that it can affect a lot of other people. Yeah. Um, you see that with a lot of um, older men, um, who have abused it completely and it's hard to raise a family, hard to lead a wife well. But if you can get to the conclusion that alcohol is beneficial in your life. You need to now ask, is it beneficial um, for others? Because no man is an island. Right. So, so okay, so think about this, right? Is alcohol beneficial to me? Let's say somebody says yes. Then the concept is, is how does it affect maybe, you know, other um, guys that you're walking through in life because you never know if it's a stumbling block for them. Or the next question is, how does it affect the next generation of the kids that I'm raising, yeah. right? So if I include alcohol in my life and I raise a generation of kids and they're comfortable with alcohol and they see alcohol, right? Is that going to be something that they're going to stumble with, right? Because I had parents that didn't drink alcohol at all. So it was really never a conversation for me about, you know, hey, should I drink? Should I not drink? It was just kind of a, I don't see it as being a benefit for the people that I'm around. So it was a very easy decision for me, right? We don't have alcohol in our home, right? So for our four kids, that same thing, right, has been a benefit, I think, right, for, for you guys as far as your life that, you know, we've had those conversations about alcohol not being a benefit, it being a detriment, right? And so none of our kids drink But also, either. like, avoiding the legalism of that. And we've talked about that a yeah. lot of, like, yeah. okay, we don't drink because we're just going to avoid it for the rule following of it. Exactly. Right? And it's not in our home. And so that wasn't really something that was hard for us growing up because we just didn't see it. But for those people who do see it, right? It's in their home, grew up with it. It's like, okay, how can I now best go from here moving forward? Exactly. Not as a fact to just do it because it's what I think is right, right? But also because it's what's glorifying God, yep. right? Not just the law, but also just like God, the lawmaker and loving him well. Yeah. Nate, last thoughts? Nate's <laughs> like, man, we wore this thing out, right? <laughs> okay. No, just, just kind of one quote, um, kind of mentioned before um, from... A.W. Tozer, I, I heard this the other day. I thought it was pretty good. It says, the church will be at the height of its heresy when it calls obedience legalism. So yeah. just kind of thinking of the fact of, you know, how can we be obedient to Christ? And I know, you know, throughout the church and throughout church history, that legalism is kind of thrown a lot around with alcohol. Right. And I think that those two have kind of gone together. Um, but I love that quote because, you know, I just really want to just think in my life, you know, I want to be obedient to Christ. And, and some people are going to call, maybe they might call that legalism, but you know, I'm going to do all I can to follow him and try to be obedient to him um, and ultimately seek his approval over man. So that's kind of last thoughts on that. Very good. Well, guys, I appreciate the, uh, the time and the conversation. Yes, and hopefully sir. this will be uh, challenging and helpful for a lot of other guys out there to think about this particular topic. 
Thank you for listening to Training for Manhood. If you found the conversation to be valuable, make sure to rate us where you listen to podcasts. Also, check out additional content on our website, trainingformanhood.com. That's training, the number four, manhood.com. Until next time, in the words of King David, be strong and show yourself a man.